gotta get it. You have to. I, I, I'm, buying, I'm buying everything. Cause I'm a hype piece, you know. How limited, bro? These are actually pretty fire, bro. And I'm the youngest flexer in the game. This is the In Hype Podcast. Don't believe the hype. Where Cali King talks entrepreneurship, manufacturing, marketing, and everything to dominate the physical product business. In the hype. Make the future and let's get into the show. Transform your product idea into a business reality. I'm Cali Keen and this is End Hype. All right, so this week we're going back to the framework and we're going to talk about our step three problem validation. I know it's not as exciting as talking about selling tons of product or uh, coming up with amazing ideas and innovating the world, but it all starts there. It really all starts there. So what's the difference between making one thing and it's selling out immediately and everybody's saying that you're, you're great, buying your product, all those successful, wonderful dreams coming to you and no one caring at all, no one buying it, no one featuring you in some article, None of those successes happening for you. And the temptation, the temptation with creative people is to think that it's because that first product must be so much better than the second product or the marketing must be so much better than the second product. And in a way, that's true. But from a technical perspective, what if those two products were identical? What if the solution that you're actually providing, the actual product itself, is the same? But the problem that it solves and the way that it's positioned in the market is so much better that that's what the differentiator is. And I see this over and over and over again, and that's why it's such an integral part of our framework. That's why it's down at that foundation level. Before we move on to product, we're talking about the foundation. So, you know, I'm obsessed with serving a customer and knowing exactly who we're, we're, we're targeting, you know, whose problem are we going to solve? But once we identify our niche, we identify our tribe, we understand their, their beliefs, their values, their pain points, you know, their, their desires. Once we understand those pieces, we can move on to figuring out what problems that they have and if we know the problem, if we can make a list, maybe by something as simple as asking them, maybe something as insightful as true competitive analysis, we can start building solutions that are positioned to solve those problems better than anyone else. And that is how we can be, we can be that breakthrough success. And I want to give you a crazy example, and this touches on something from uh, my personal experience as somebody that that uh, we know and something that I've just seen. So really interesting example. And I think that if you go to Kickstarter, you go to Indiegogo, you'll see versions of this same case study over and over and over again, is that Something already exists. Maybe you can buy it on Alibaba. Maybe you can buy it on Amazon already. Uh, maybe, and this is this is the case in this in this point, is that there's already been failed crowdfunding campaigns for 
the same product or a very similar product. So uh, I'm looking right now, and I think this is still live. Maybe when this drops, it'll be another week or a few days. Depends on when we release. But uh, look at an Indiegogo Busy Box. Okay, really, really simple product. And the high-end product that they're offering, it really is like, you, you know, like old school when you see that recording studio and you're outside. I don't know how many of you have like musician friends, DJ friends, uh, you know, radio friends, things like that. But when you're outside the recording studio, there's just that little light, you know, kind of art deco look. And, and it lights up and says, on air, recording, just so you know, hey, don't bust in the room and mess everybody up, right? So that seems like something that people would want with our new work at home, right? With all the interruptions that we have. Really seems like something that you'd want in your cube farm job. It's probably something I'd want right now. I'm sitting here in my office. You know, I've got the door closed. It's after hours, so it's not like people are going to routinely jump in. But if I tried to do this during the day, I would love to have a light that says, hey, we're recording right now. So totally makes sense what they're offering. And when they're offering it, it makes sense. The high-end version of this is actually an LED screen. You can control it with your phone, right? So a little tech built in. The low-end version of this is just, you know, what you'd really think. I think it's just a, just a light. You can check it out. They've got some, some cooler, uh, cooler signs. The standard version, it just says, Game on, live, on a call, recording, and that's it. Um, but the, uh, the fancy one, you can you put emojis on there. It's amazing. But we don't want to get too wrapped up in the product. And the reason being is look up LED uh, bumper sticker, and then it'll take you down this rabbit hole where there's been maybe half a dozen versions of this product, the application was different. People would put it on their car. People would do other things with it to make small signage. And it's not that they were more expensive or they were you know, less capable or any of those things. It's just that the application of it was a little different. So when we look at ideas, when we look at our initial idea and we plug that into a group of customers that we understand. So maybe this team is used to working in a cube farm, or a co-working facility, or a shared office facility, and they're used to being interrupted and think, man, it's so annoying. Like, I wish I could just hit a button and this light would pop up. Maybe they really feel that pain, or maybe they went out and talked to a lot of people and they said, oh, I wish you know I wouldn't get so interrupted. But... When we have ideas and we plug it into our customer, what we're looking for is someone that we understand that has the highest value problem that our skills, our experience, and our idea can plug into. So we're searching for high value problems to solve. So when I see a very valuable problem, it occurs very frequently. People have spent money trying to solve it in the past. And uh, I have access to those people. We even have a little simple formula for initial 
customer traction where it's like, I have access to this many people. They've spent this much money in the past trying to solve it. And it occurs this frequently or the purchase would occur this frequently. So A times B times C equals some initial traction value of our product. So if we were to niche and the initial possible value, that's the total value that we, we could get. Um, and we look at something that can that value maybe pay for a pilot order so we can get some market testing. Uh, is it enough that people will return my phone calls? I mean, there's a lot of ways of creating that problem. But uh, we want to solve one of the top problems that our customer has. We say the top three problems are burning bridge problem. And if I sold this as a cool sign, as a piece of decoration, its value is like maybe, you know, it's, it's not essential. It's not, it's not going to change somebody's life. It's not going to solve a pain. It's not going to reduce a pain. You know, it's like a nice to have maybe, or it's a novelty thing that somebody might throw away, but it's not, it's not a prescription. It's not a pain reliever. We're looking for a pain reliever, something that we can really attach to. So this isn't a sign. This is a this is a productivity product. Work interrupted at home with BusyBox. That's the tagline. Smart sign for interruption-free work. Right? So it's got the problem right there in the statement. The next statement says that it's a wireless sign controlled from your phone, which is kind of cool too. So the actual solution, the technical piece that people get all wrapped up in, that's secondary to the problem it solves, work uninterrupted at home. So that's why these people have almost 300K right now on Indiegogo. And I would guess that with 10 days left, that they're going to easily break that 300K. So they were asking for 10K. I think they got it. But that's, that is the difference between their success and the LED bumper sticker, which looks like multiple people have tried to launch and they haven't been able to get this to production manufacturing, right? They haven't been able to hit that minimum order quantity to actually sell that product through. So I hope that's a good case study because that really is essentially a novelty product, very simple product. You could go on Amazon or Alibaba right now, buy that product. I know for sure you can buy that on Alibaba right now. And somebody's making 300K off of that on Indiegogo. And it's not because they've, they're really you know, inventing new science. All they're doing is they're solving a need. They're solving a problem in the market. So they're taking that technology moving it over and a product is something that people purchase, right? So like, it's not, it's not an idea. It's not a thing. It's something that creates that transaction. So they've turned a, an item into a product that solves that problem for a group of people that and probably have, you know, a little bit extra income. People are stuck at home not commuting, they've got a couple extra bucks in their pocket and this thing's, this thing's not that cheap. So, uh, yeah.
Yeah, they've got, they've got, they're using, they're using a product line extensions with table stand and tripod mounts, and they've got a better best model. I mean, they've, they're doing a lot of things right, but at the end of the day, this thing's two hundred nine bucks, and uh, the LED bumper sticker was one hundred and fifty dollars. LED bumper sticker didn't sell anything. This has sold $300,000 worth. So that's the deal is how do you sell something for a lot more money and sell out or in this case, pre-sell, which is like, you know, apparently everybody's dream. It's uh, money for nothing, right? <laughs> money for vaporware. So, I mean, super simple product. I, I, I don't know how many times I, we, we have to walk through this, but this is why the framework works, right? This is why we uncover these opportunities that enable disproportionate success because our kind of innate human like thought process or our ego is like, you know, being successful with a product it must mean that the product is very complicated or the idea is very complicated because otherwise, like I'm a smart person. I'm a unique person. I'm, I'm a good person. If it, unless it was really, really hard, like I should already be successful. So new ideas must be complex. They must be difficult. Like those businesses must be complicated. They, you know, we, we want things to be complicated because then it seems like it's worth it. But Sometimes the, the complication or the difficulty is in uh, breaking down problems into smaller pieces or untangling, untangling that web, that balled up string of knots. Or in, uh, in my case, just cutting through, cutting through the knot, right? the Gordian knot, the un, untieable, impossible knot. We just slice it in half figure out a different solution. We hack through it instead of trying to muddle through it. But uh, once, once we have this high value problem, we can walk out to the market and we can start ideating products. And it's amazing to me how often that we find that there's already something that's used in X industry that's sold as why thing that we can apply to a new opportunity. So an existing technology into a new opportunity and that transfer, that tech transfer is unbelievably powerful on something simple like this and something complicated like the innovation and research that we're seeing at the academic level with these uh, startup teams that we're working through innovation challenges with is once we understand the problem better than anyone else, we're positioned to find a solution that's disproportionately better than anyone else because we can actually, it, we have more insight. Not that we have more smarts or technical capability. We just have more insight into what needs to get done. It also reveals that we don't need just one product, just like you can see in BusyBox, they don't have one thing. They have, they have a better and best or a good, better, best model. 
They have one with a button. They have, they have the digital one with the app. They have the plain one. You know, so they have a scale of products because we know that you can solve that problem in multiple ways. And by extending our product or making good, better, best models, we can harvest more of that market. We can satisfy more people. We can build our brand more quickly. And just looking at them, just as an aside, as a manufacturer, I see that they both share very similar components like the plastic outer shell. So if I'm paying for a mold of this plastic outer piece, the part's the same, right? It's already $1, but that, that tool might be $16,000. So I might as well sell a super cheap version with just the light and no LED because the part's basically free. It doesn't matter if I'm selling for $50, probably $5 worth of material there. And I've already paid for the tooling on the expensive version, so it really just doesn't matter. But those are aside, those are you know, deep tactical things. It's just from the perspective of starting a company, we want to understand foundationally who we're trying to serve, what their actual problem is, and then we want to see in our competitive analysis, like who's already done this thing? What already exists? Like, can I start selling a product tomorrow? Can I start selling a product in a month? What would, it, what would success look like with the least amount of work? That's how we can hack our growth. We can get started immediately. We don't have to mortgage the bank. Um, we can just make cool stuff. Uh, I wish you all the best. If you have an amazing idea because you're snuck at home and you're just thinking, man, I wish this was this way. I wish this was this way. You know, if you have a problem, you have an obstacle, our mission is to eliminate the obstacles for you to get your business, get your product to market. So DM me, right? Comment down below. Whatever platform that you're on, get a hold of me. Tell me what you need, right? We can schedule a call or just like this one, I'll build a, I'll build a podcast do a podcast just on this. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about because your question is so specific and it requires such expertise. I'll get one of my friends. I'll get somebody from the network, from the collective on, and we'll, we'll chat. So you want to know about patents. You want to know about uh, product testing, reliability testing. You want to know about logistics or warehousing or anything that's weird that I only know enough to hire about get somebody on. We'll, we'll have them tell, tell you all the dirty secrets about that specific business. and We'll solve that for you. Uh, so you're not going around, you know, getting successful right to the limit where you don't have any of the answers and you find out like, uh, like we talked today, you know, somebody's about to release their product to market. They want to get a distributor on board and boom, they realize that they need product liability insurance. Damn. That means that you need UL testing. You need to be UL listed. That means that you need to do this, that you need, that you need to do that. How do you do all those things? Well, if you have questions like that, we'll, we'll do an episode on that. I'll try to make it as, I'll try to make it as exciting as possible because some of these topics get pretty boring, but they will save you 
hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars, right? So if you need something, reach out. But for me, all jokes aside, smash that like button. Or if you think that I'm totally full of it and you hated it, hit the thumbs down button. It helps the algorithm either way, right? Engagement's engagement, but I prefer it if you smash the like button, of course. Hit subscribe. We're putting out videos at least once a week, and I'm going through the topics of our framework and just picking a little nugget out of each piece and just giving away the information for free because I think the content is out there, but context is king, right? Nobody should pay for content. People should focus on context. So if you need context, reach out to me. But in the meantime, please like, share, subscribe. Uh, I can't beat that YouTube algorithm. I definitely can't beat that Facebook algorithm. So if you could just share the post, if you're still listening by now, I would appreciate it. That's how we get new watchers, subscribers, listeners. Um, that's how people get the news and that not really how I get clients. I get clients by word of mouth, but it is how we've uh, extended the network and we've been helping more people get funding through the innovation challenges and now through some uh, venture capital plays. So that's really cool to see. And I thank everybody for that. But this has been End Hype. I'm Callie Keen. I'm out of here. Thank you for listening to the End Hype Podcast. Follow Callie on social at Callie Keen to stay up to date with a bunch of free content and information. Change your life and change the world. End Hype.